Hello, and welcome to Going Blind Sucks. I am your host, Destiny Dado, and with me, as always, is my wife and co-host and lovely lady, Joy Masters. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. How are you doing, Miss Joy Masters? I'm a little tired. Oh? Well, I mean, what we just did. Yeah. Um, what <laughs> she is alluding to is part two of our uh, RP goggle experiment, uh, The Nighttime. Yeah. Uh, we... Uh, just moments ago, uh, completed experiment two, where we walked around uh, the block once uh, with just the goggles on, uh, and once with the goggles and a pair of sunglasses on. Uh, we have not spoken about it. <laughs> we literally well, just walked. Uh, we spoke very briefly about it. Yeah. Um, we walked back into the apartment uh, and turned on <laughs> turned on all the equipment uh, and went to go. So Joy, well, uh, to remind them that the goggles are. Yeah, our RP simulation sim- yeah. glasses. Yeah. Goggles. At 20 degrees, which you have less than 10. Yes. So, and again, I think there's a little bit of cheating, and I think we need to put something around them because the foam that makes it the smaller hole is is a little translucent. Yeah. It's not transparent, but it does let light through, and I can see a little bit. Even at night, I could see a little bit more than I think I probably should for a true experiment. So next time, we'll have to do that. So okay. it's in stages, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so tell, tell us a little bit about what you experienced. Well, so we went, um, I put them on, we went down the stairs, which is hard, but I've done it before and um, went outside and went around the block that we know very well because we've lived here for almost 11 years. So I think again, like we was knowing, cheating a little bit. Well, well, I think again, we're doing this in stages, right? Yeah. So because we know that block, once we get onto the next block that we uh, neither of us know as well. And I usually think of it, I always, actually, when I go down the next block, I always think of you and how hard it would be for you mm-hmm. because it's very narrow and there's always something sticking out and there's a lot of different elevations, like the sidewalks are kind of pushed up in places. Yeah. It wasn't bad though. It wasn't as, as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I do think it's because we got lucky in the sense that everybody was good tonight and put their stuff away. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like nor- normally there's something sticking out or a gate sticking out or something. But even though it's garbage night, they um, everybody seemed to be where they're like pushed to the side where they're supposed to. So I was able to sort of scan ahead. So what I was doing was I would scan ahead on the ground for a few like c- cement segments, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, and then look up and try to go back and forth to see if there was anything coming. And there were a couple of times where things were like, whoa, what's that? <laughs> and one time where there was, um, even though I saw it, like the, the signpost, mm. I saw it there and I was like, okay, I know there's a signpost there, but I'm going to clear it. And I walked a couple of steps and then I happened to look to the side. I was like, hey, where'd you come from? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I knew you were there. I just didn't realize you were, I was close to, as close to you as I was. So it kind of, even though I knew it was there, it was still kind of like a sneak up. Yeah. Um, and I was very lucky that I'm short. Because I think if I were taller, some of the trees would have hit me. I don't know. You mm-hmm. didn't hit. No, I managed to avoid it. I know where some of the lower trees are. Right. So, I and I just like scoot underneath them. But um, yeah, so, we we were about like a minute into the experiment before I realized that like, oh, I'm supposed to keep her safe and me safe, but I have a hard enough time keeping me safe. Uh, so it it uh, I think it was more dangerous for me than it was for you. But whatever. Well, I don't know. Well, I because I again. Um, the first time around the block, I didn't have sunglasses on, so I didn't have the night vision mm-hmm. added to it or taken away, I should say. So it was hard, but not as hard as I thought it was going to be. 
And I, and I don't mean that anything against you. Again, I think it's because, one, I didn't have the sunglasses. Two, it's a block that we know very well, and everybody was well-behaved with their stuff. Yeah. Um, and there were limited folks on the street. Right, yeah. I was um, At first, I was a little nervous about it because I was a little embarrassed that I have... Because these goggles look ridiculous. Yeah. But then I was like, fuck them. Who cares? They want to say something. Let's go. And they'll get beat up by a semi-blind girl and a semi-blind <laughs> dude. So, But... um. And because I could see a little bit through the translucent stuff. So when there was some light and sometimes your flashlight would come up and honestly on the way, okay, I'll get to that. So then we came back and I put sunglasses on and that upped the game. I have to tell you, <laughs> woohoo. Yeah. That made it a lot more scarier and it started to snow. And I think, um, it might've gotten on the goggles a little bit because mm-hmm. things got a little bit blurry, but it also again could be because of the, uh, sunglasses yeah. it, going through the, I didn't get to cheat as well because I had sunglasses and that foam thing and the translucence translucency that I had advantage of or taken advantage of the first time wasn't really as much of uh, an advantage. So we went around the block another way that neither of us know very well. And again, I think we were lucky in the sense that a lot of people were well behaved, but then we got up to this one corner and a car was pulling out and I was like, oh, there's a car. And honestly, I freaked out a little bit. I was like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> and I felt myself turning in circles like, where is safe? I don't know where safe is. And then you went one way and I went the other. I was like, oh my God, your ex in the car is going to run you <laughs> over. And I, and I wanted to scream that to you, but I also was like, well, maybe he knows better than me because he can take care of himself. But part of me was like, get over here, get away from the car. <laughs> but you were probably fine, but I couldn't tell from where I was. And you were two feet away from me. Yeah. And then he, the guy said something to you. Yeah, he just said, you guys can go if you want to. Oh, okay. So I figured, all right, let's go. Maybe he saw me spinning around in circles going, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. (laughs) So that was a little terrifying. And then, um, so we go down the block and then we turn right again. And basically we've gone two sections of the four sections that we have to go. And um, as as the cars were either parking or coming by, it kind of blinded me a bit and you couldn't really see. And I would walk... Both times I would walk, like I'd, I'd see that the way was clearly lit. So I'd confidently march forward for like four or five steps. And then I'd slow down or stop. Cause like, Oh, wait, wait a minute. Where is it? Okay. Here we are. Now we're going. And then I confidently marched forward. And then I was like, whoops, hold on. <laughs> and that probably didn't help you yeah. coming up behind me. So it, I tried it, to, to it, tell you what I was doing, but I don't know if you could hear me very well. But, um, and then when we got to the second to last corner that we had to turn, that's when I was like, Hold on a second. <laughs> just where's... I know we're on the corner. Just let me get my bearings. Like there was a lot of needing to slow down and get my bearings. Yeah. And then, especially with the with the sunglasses on the you know our second take. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the next corner. We had to cross with a light. And that was okay. And then... Um, oh, yeah. And so then the last... The home stretch, basically, which is our block. But that part of the block, you're right. That's super freaking dark. Mm-hmm. Like, really dark. And I was like, oh, boy. This is a little... This is a little... This is a little uh, difficult here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, things... I felt like they were getting foggier, and I think it was just because there was less light. Yeah. Like, it came across as fogginess. So I was getting really tired, and I was starting to get a little dizzy. And I think it's because of... Like you said before, the nature of wearing new... Anytime you wear new glasses or anything like that, it, that'll happen. But also because... I have this big white thing in the center of my face that I can't see through right. because of the nature of the glasses. So um, we should put a picture of them 
Oh. We did. Oh, we, it, oh. It, it, it's on the website. Yeah. Oh, I'm good at I'm good at checking that. Huh? And the, uh, <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? So so when we came around the corner, it was super dark. Your flashlight came in a couple times. Like, okay, that's good. I can see where I'm. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> cheating now, though. I'm cheating because I'm using. I'm taking advantage of that light. Yeah. Which I know that's what you do, but still. Yeah, that's why I have it. I'm trying to get a sense of what it's like for you, and I, I again, I know I'm not gonna know 100 percent what it's like for you because I can take the goggles off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it got hairy towards the end. Oh, and then there was another point where when we when we went out the second time, and we. We went down the first section of sidewalk that we had gone the first time. I was like, okay, all right. It's a little harder, but I think it's okay. And then when we made that first turn to the right where we had gone left before and we had to cross the street with a light, I grabbed your arm <laughs> and I was like, well, this is really cheating. <laughs> yeah. And also the blind lady in the blind. And um, I had to let go once we crossed the street because I was like, I, but this has to be a real experiment, you know? Mm. But I was so, I felt so much better just holding your arm. As part of the experiment, I could say from my perspective, uh, we, like you said, we did the first part without the sunglasses and I knew that part was going to be kind of okay for you because you could see at night. Mm. Uh, and then we did the sunglasses part and in doing so we had to come back upstairs and you had to walk down the stairs and I was petrified for you. Like, you know, uh, I, and the whole time I was very nervous and it, like there was that reversal of like, oh, she's scared from me all the time too. Aha, now you know. I do know. <laughs> uh yeah, I when you said like, oh no, I'll go down the stairs with the sunglasses, like my brain was just like, No, don't do that. No, don't do no, 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 don't don't do that. I had to. <laughs> yeah. No, I for the purposes of the experiment, yes, but for me it was like I don't think it's worth the experiment. I understand. You know. Well, I told you, I went slow. And yeah. another thing I realized, too, is because I had already gone up and down them a couple of times today with the goggles on, you know, mm. um, and in and, and a couple of weeks ago when we did this, that I kind of felt okay. I went slowly, and I kind of felt okay, and there was a lot of trust involved. Like, okay, these right. stairs, I know, are pretty symmetrical. And that's a, that makes a huge difference, I think. Right. Like, you could see where, like, we have a friend who lives on the Upper West Side yeah, who's got curving uneven stairs that yeah. are all the same color they're dangerous for people that are fully sighted and right. they're just and you're exhausted by the time you get over because yeah because one step is short and the next one is like you have to step even longer and then they're like squishy and uneven and yeah, yeah. it's crazy they're like crooked teeth yeah i remember we were there and we we're like oh we can go out and get food and then come back and i was like if we leave here i'm not coming back like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing these steps twice in one day sorry that's just not like a thing that's that's happening right yeah, she doesn't even like doing it. Yeah. But but so there again, like the trust in the stairs, and I could I could kind of go, okay, I know I I looked, I scanned ahead, and I know that they're all the same size, so I got myself to the platform of each one. And then you go down like another section, and then the flat part where you where the floor is. And mm-hmm. so but also no, noticing that <clears throat> excuse me, that the um I could watch the banister and the banisters are two toned. Like the the bottom part where the spindles are really are like a light color, but at the top, it's all black. And then you could look for these um, higher sort of what is globe it? kind of things. Yeah, the globe kind of things. Like at each time the stairs change from flat to going down. Yeah. And then flat to going down. So I reached for that and I was like, okay, I know where I am. Okay, I see that now. Okay, I know where I am. So there's a lot of uh, contrast is awesome, mm-hmm. very very helpful, <laughs> which I knew. 
you know, cause you told me and it made sense. And now I'm like, Oh yeah, I see it now. And then also, um, having those even stairs helped. It's the thing about going down the street while I was doing this, I was thinking, okay, I think this is a lot easier than anywhere else because we know it. Right. And because we can scan ahead and there's not going to be too many crazy things flying at us to worry about mm-hmm. other than like the ground and straight ahead. So there again was another level of kind of trust and going, all right, I scanned these three pavement sections. I know if they're clear right now. Hopefully they stay that way because <laughs> I'm looking up for the next four steps. Yeah. You know? But if we're out somewhere else like Times Square or Grand Central like your nemesis or not even those places, which are terrifying, but um, anywhere that you don't know so well or that people are just running and rushing. You don't even get that one step. No, like. it, you're not going to get that step. I think that's got to be one of the steps in this experiment that we have to do as scared as I am to even think about it. Yeah. Okay. But so I think it was relative. The first, the first round was not as bad as I thought it would be. The second round was definitely harder because of the sunglasses and it's tiring. It's very, very tiring, but it was still better than I think the next step would be. Yeah. So. Okay. Boy. (laughs) I, uh, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I actually wanted to tell the story about uh, the improv show that we went to. Uh, Which? My journey to the improv oh, show yeah, sure, where I was sure, freaking sure. out. Go ahead. Uh, I told it somewhere else, but I'll tell it again because I don't think people listen to both podcasts at the same time. Okay. Uh, Joy, uh, there's a new theater on 29th Street, or a relatively new theater on 29th Street that does improv. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a lot of house teams and... Joy asked me uh, if I would go check out a show with her. A friend of, uh, or her improv team was going to check out a show, and they knew some people, I believe, in the show. Um, we 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 knew who um, one of us knew who runs the theater. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, "Oh, I'm going to get my hair cut. Why don't you meet me there?" And uh, in my brain, I was like, "No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm good." Um, so. Uh, but I was like, no, you know what? You don't have anything else to do today. Be an adult. And I tried two or three times to get Joy to let me not go. She didn't bite. So uh, <laughs> I had to go. So I had to meet her there. And um, I looked it up and I was like, okay, 29th. And like 29th and 11th. Avenue. 11th Avenue, yeah. 29th Street and 11th Avenue, which yeah. is on the west side of New York City. Yeah. It, yeah. For those that don't know, nobody's there. Yeah, it's, it's almost, it's sort of like the meatpacking district, yeah. but a little bit north of there, but it's got the same feels, very industrial. Right. Like, you know those scenes in movies where a comet hits and, like, the streets are just empty, and you're like, how do they get New York City that empty? Like, they film it there. Like, right. it's, <laughs> it's, that's... Post, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Uh, you don't know. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic. Yes. Elliptic. Um. I got it. So, I was like, oh, okay, um... But then there was like a new subway uh, station. Like there, in my life, there hasn't been a new subway station. This is the first new subway station that I'm aware of since I was born, uh, which is probably wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, so, uh, which dropped you off four blocks from there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be an adventurer. 
I'm going to go to this new subway station and like check it out and go to the show and I'm sure the universe will take care of me. Uh, so I get on the subway, I go there, uh, and I've described that particular subway stop as like the shining of subway stops. Like it looks, <laughs> um, it's Hudson Yards, it's called, right? Yeah. Um, like it, it's way too big for its own good. It's like, you know, like you, you would legitimately take a train from one side of the platform to the other. Like it's so fucking far apart mm-hmm. and it's really, really down deep in the ground. It's like four escalator, four giant escalators up before you get to humanity. So, uh, I, I did all that, uh, and I Google maps it. It was like, okay, basically the way it was, it was four blocks away and I was in the middle of a block, uh, and I needed to get to the middle of a block, four blocks down. Uh, and it was almost like a flip of a coin, go left or go right. And I did not know, you know, the direction. And Google Maps picked left. In retrospect, uh, if it were like a choose-your-own-adventure type book, <laughs> it'd be like, this way is filled with unicorns and rainbows. This way, everything's on fire. Uh, <laughs> I chose everything being on fire. Why would you do that? I did not know. Google Maps led me astray. So I get about uh, half a block. Uh, I, I basically like, it's well lit until I hit a corner. I hit the corner and then I turn. Uh, and almost immediately, the sidewalk is gone. Like, um, it's that sort of thing, like, again, if you're familiar with New York City, sometimes they're just like, hey, we're going to close off this part of the sidewalk altogether for construction mm-hmm. uh, and just walk in the road. Like, because that's the thing that you're supposed to do. Like, just... <laughs> well, they usually have barriers to guide you. Yes, usually they do. Here they did not. Oh. Uh, and uh, part of the reason that there's no people there is because there's also no buildings there in that particular part of the city right now they're building a bunch of buildings uh and uh they're in the giant hole in the ground phase of building those buildings Mm -hmm. um so they didn't build any buildings they didn't put up any uh street lights just a lot of nothingness no cars to even kind of light the way so uh i walk across the side of the road and i'm kind of freaking out because like it is dark, and the only light I really have is the flashlight that I have. I get to the corner, and uh, standing there, I just hear, where are you trying to get to? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, which, you know, uh, is like a horrifying thing to hear. A voice from the dark. Yeah, a voice from the dark, especially like where you're trying to get to, meaning like, you're not going to get there. Like, <laughs> you know? Uh, where am I going to stop you from getting to? Right. It was pretty much what it was. Um, so I kind of look over and I still don't see anybody. And it, ultimately it's like a construction worker, like a lone construction worker who just happens to be out. And this was late on a Saturday night. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was or like eight thirty on a Saturday night. Uh, so, uh, I was like, Oh, I'm trying to get to, you know, 29th. Uh, and then he, continuously ominously, he was like, well, you don't want to go that way. why what's that way (laughs) Uh, and basically like uh there was there wasn't going to be sidewalk on that side Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. for the next like four blocks or whatever it was. So uh, he said, you want to cross the street, go, you know, that way where there'll be sidewalk and then come back. So uh, I crossed the street and again, there like, there's maybe like one sort of pseudo light at some point. Um, and then the sidewalk goes from being sidewalk to uh, like tunnel kind of like sometimes when there's construction they'll build like a tunnel through um where they opted to not put lights lights in any way so for basically two blocks it was just walking through a pitch black tunnel with no means of escape with nobody to come help you like in no way to like if anything went south you were definitely dead with no witnesses in any way (laughs) uh And I don't know how they expected people to function because I had a flashlight. But that was all the light in the world. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody was walking there, like it was the only thing that was lit was the, was like the three foot circle of the light. Otherwise it was pitch black for like two full blocks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, you know, was pretty much just hyperventilating. Like the whole way. Yeah. Of just being like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But also, now I'm just as far, like, from the subway as I am, like, to the place that I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. So if I turn around and just say, fuck it, this is done, uh, like... You still have to get through awfulness. Yeah, I still have to go back through the all the thing I went. Uh, so I kept going. Eventually, I made it through until uh, I came across a gas station which, like, I did not know was a thing that happened in the city. Oh, yeah. Like... Usually over on the east and west sides. Yeah. Um, and Mostly it was... west side, really. It was like a gas station that was, like... Like, it felt like it just had, like, one bulb that was swinging in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it felt like that kind like, of gas Like station. a horror film gas station. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, get, like, I'm happy with the light. I'm nervous about zombie attacks. But, like, I'll keep going. Uh, and then you called. <laughs> um... Because you were simultaneously walking, like, towards the show. Uh, And I was in a situation where uh, I had the cane in one hand, the flashlight in the other, and then you were calling. And I knew I wanted to just get out of the situation, so I didn't want to, like, stop. And you were, like, really happy because you were having, like, fun with your friends. And you're like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? And I was like, I don't know where I am. And you're like, well, like, I think you were just like, where what's going on? It's like, I don't, I don't know. And I can't look it up because I'm talking to you and I don't know what to do. And like, I want to tell you to come get me, but I don't know where I am for you to tell me to come get me. Um, so I'll, I'll call you back or whatever. I don't remember exactly how we got kind of out of the situation, but ultimately yeah, you had to get off your phone. I don't know yeah. why you didn't, I thought you had your headphones, wireless headphones that you could answer the phone with. Uh, yeah. I took them off very, very quickly into the trip because I didn't want. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, like you have all your faculties. Yeah. What's left of them. Uh, so I discovered ultimately that at that point I was half a block from the place. Uh, and I walked there and um, met some of your friends who were very nice. But I think I was probably cold is the wrong word. But uh, just like, all right, yeah, great. Uh, like, I'll, I will get to know you better later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we went to the show and the show was fine. Um but I was like really mad at the universe for being like, no, you, you're like, 
why did you punish me so hard for going out? You know? Uh, but I did it. And I survived. But I kind of don't ever want to go there again. Well, now but it'd you probably know. be better. Now I know go right. Yes, or go to 34th Street. Yeah, and Herald walk Square, over. And walk over that way because you know there's light. Yeah. Or someone will just go with you. Yeah. But this was like, you know, in previous episodes, we had talked about um, places where I was like, oh, I don't know if I can go to places on my own yeah. kind of thing. Um, and seemingly this trip was the most horrifying of all the ones that I have been on. Uh, but I didn't know how to get out of it because it was one of those situations where I was like, yes, I could have called an Uber for two blocks. Like, you know, like, and maybe it would have been worth it. Maybe but in it, the future it might be. Yeah. But it felt like a weird sort of like, you know, like if you hopped in a cab and you're like, take me two blocks, it'd be like, Fuck you. what? <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, you know, uh, so I don't know. I just felt like I needed to share that story because it was so such like a thing that like sort of rocked my world. Yeah. You know, uh, although I don't want this podcast to be a collection of like my horror stories. But in that particular case, it like I was looking for a moral there and discovered that there is no moral. There's just like some trips are more horrifying than others. Or Do you think moral, what you're thinking, like sometimes you get punished for doing the right thing? Like, what yeah. Kind of moral? I, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to like take something that I could learn from it or, or something like that. But I, I don't think that there was anything. I think it was just crap situation that I had to get through. And you did? Yes. One of the things that happened when I was walking around is that, um, with the goggles on, is that I needed to stop to sort of get my bearings. And I know that when, and I could absolutely see the beginnings of where panic attacks and over being overwhelmed comes from. But for me, and it seems like it's opposite from what you've said before, for me stopping, and again, this is my first time, but I, I, if I stopped and collected myself, then I could keep going. And I often, when you're in those overwhelmed states and I'm with you, I try to get you to stand still for a second off to the side. And you're like, no, 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 I just need to get through this. And I'm wondering if you try to just stop for a second and let the world slow down a little bit and just like hold my hands. Yeah, I, maybe it would. Because it, it helped me a little bit. The problem I run into there is, because I've tried to sort of stop in those situations, is I can't breathe. Like, I just, every breath becomes that sort of shallow, panicked breath that you get. So, all my body is saying is, like, you'll be able to breathe when you get there. Okay. Like, your body can will come back to normal, like, if you just get to the place that you're trying to go. So, even if, even if the situation might be a little bit easier with me stopping, I, like... I know that that breath feeling, I'm just elongating that, you know, because maybe I'll slow it down a little bit, but it's not going to go, it's not going to leave completely because I know that I still have that second half of the trip hmm. or whatever it is. So it, everything is just pushing me towards let this be done. Okay. But that's just me. Like, yeah. you know. Well, We'll see what happens in the next next stage. 
we uh, we did this experiment, the uh, goggles experiment, with the folks at work, uh, and they uh, like they took it up a real notch. Um, it just in the sense of like uh, the two times we did it that we talked about on the podcast here, um, we did it with the goggles like naturally. Uh, but it like the, one of the folks at work um, wanted to make it more accurate, so they blocked a lot of the other uh, a lot of the part that you could see through and reduced the vision down to like ten percent or what we perceive to be ten degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and went into dark rooms and and did all that, and they were very uh, it, it it impacted them in a way that I, like, uh, had wickedly mixed feelings about. How uh, so? Because everybody left with, like, wow, I had no idea that that's what you see, and I had no idea that, like, um, how that, what what you were experiencing, um, in, a, in a way that's similar to, to you. Um, so it felt very validating. Uh, but... Uh, it also felt very depressing because, because that's my every day. Yeah. You know, anytime somebody's like, wow, th- the thing that you overcame was amazing. Like, you're proud of that, but you're also like, that was also my lot in life. You know, like. I'm still doing that. Right. That Yeah. That's it's all of like the time. It's not like I overcame it because I, I have to do it every day. Right. It's not done with. Yeah. Uh so I had very like mixed feelings because like I mean they were nice. I didn't have mixed feelings towards them because I I you know. Oh, they're very sweet people. Yes. They were all very, very nice about it. it I, I had mixed like I was happy and then sad and then happy and then sad because uh like you almost don't want the people to be that uh that impacted by it in some way. You know? Like well, maybe if they're not aware of how bad it is, then you can almost pretend to be more normal with them. Is that part of it? No, I, I guess what I mean is that, like, um, I was talking to my friend Nick about something that happened in my childhood. And, um, you know, because, like, I grew up, like, my mom was a heroin addict and I had all these kind of crazy things that happened and, and all that. Um, and his response before I continued, he's like, we get it. Your childhood was the worst. <laughs> you win that story every time. Um, and not like trying to be a dick. He's just pointing out that like. Yeah. It my, sucked. Yeah. Um, that part of my life uh, was the worst. Uh, so like uh, there's a part of you that's like, haha, I won the game of, you know, like. Having the most awful ex- uh, experience possible right Yay. yeah <laughs> you know so you're like um you're happy that other people are aware of it but then like that doesn't change the fact that like you could have had a much better childhood <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh it's like a super bummer that you think about when you think about like oh yeah and everybody else had like parents that were happy together and not everybody yeah no i know but you know what i mean like i, I and i get that but like um, you know, for, for those people out there who've had a similar experience, uh, there's that sense of, you were the only one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. You know, and at least like you still win most of the stories, you know, because that's what it's about. Right. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? I like, do. I do. I do. Like, I'm, you know, there's people who like, you know, their parents were alcoholics or abusive or whatever. And like, there's a certain badge of honor that you wear it with when you tell the story. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you'd trade it. Yeah. Very quickly. It'd be cool if my mom wasn't a heroin addict. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're always conflicted with that. And I think that's yeah. what I was uh, experiencing with those guys that like the more they were like, holy crap, the more I was like, oh, I am fucked. You know, like yeah. <laughs> uh, I try to not realize how fucked I am. But like if these people are blown away by my every day, then like I am maybe over like. I don't know the right word, but like... Maybe you're downplaying your situation? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, like to myself. Almost. I don't know. Well, one of, like, one of the things your dad pointed out was um, when he tried them on, he, he's like, whoa. Right? So he had the reaction. Yeah. He understood. But he's also like, but you have, you have been gradually going into this. Yeah. Whereas we just suddenly went from fully sighted to 20 degrees. And it's a shock. Yeah. So I'm not taking away from your experience at all, but in a way, maybe it's not that you're downplaying it for yourself, but it's just you, you came into it gradually. So you were able to accept each step of the way in your, in, in a different amount of time than we were able to adjust to. Right. When it was all thrust upon you. you know? Yeah. No, that's so, fair. so I think each step you honor in the way that you need to honor it. It doesn't mean that you have to like, Taking in the whole enormity of what has happened over time, I don't know if that's really necessary. Not all the time, anyway. Does that make It does, yeah. I was also trying to think about why it was so important to me. Because, like, anybody who's been in, like, the vicinity of me uh, had tried this damn goggles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, why? Like, Because it's the only way to get an idea of what your world is like every day. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you got these. I didn't want to put them on because I knew it was going to be hard and I knew it was going to make me sadder. <laughs> and I already worry about you all the time. But I, I'm i so glad that I know a little bit more what it is that you go through. I want to understand because sometimes, you know, I get impatient with you and you get impatient with me. And it sometimes it helps just to know that like, oh yeah, that's right. That sucks hard. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to be a little more patient. And we're also human, so I mean, we're going to lose our tempers with each other or whatever. But yeah. but having that, I think, will help, for me anyway, understand what you're going through more. And I think for you, I would think, <clears throat> excuse me, if I were you, you're like, look, this shit is hard. Like, take a look. See what I'm dealing with. You get it now, right? You get it, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. I know that's not an eloquent way to put it, but look at what I have to deal with. It's just nice to know that the people around you, especially ones you have to be with all day long, kind of get it a little bit more and understand it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sending them all cupcakes. You are? Yeah. When? Soon. Okay. They'll be very happy about that. Well, I want to thank them for keeping you alive. <laughs> they, uh, I know they like cupcakes. They'll want to, uh, they'll want regular payment after that at that point. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll use sugar as long as I can. Okay. So yeah, 
Yeah. So that's, it was hard. And I, and by, I hope you're not disappointed when I said the first time around wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Cause I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be almost impossible, mm-hmm. but I could do it. But I was, I was again, a block I knew you were with me. I didn't have sunglasses on mm-hmm. and I could see a little bit through the translucent part of it. And I think the next thing to do is cover that up mm-hmm. and go somewhere. I don't know. And maybe we should bring a third person <laughs> to keep us both safe. I think it'll be okay. We just go slowly. I mean, the, I'm going very slowly. And I remember when your sight was getting worse and you, before you accepted the assistance of the cane, you, um, you were going a lot slower. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you, you took out that cane and started using it, you're like back to your usual, like 50 miles an hour with your 10 foot long legs <laughs> zipping around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there were definitely, there's definitely points where I was like, this is horrifying. Like, yeah, I'm walking exclusively on faith. Yes. And, you know, um, and, and that's been one of the, the messed up things is that like, as it's going more, like I'm back a little bit to faith and that's where the flashlight has made all the difference. Uh, and I was thinking about the flashlight the other day uh, because I was uh, in Manhattan uh, and I and I was thinking about like four years or, you know, however many years ago, uh, that version of me, whether or not they would have taken out the flashlight. Because I've, you know, I mean, listen back to old episodes. I fought that cane hard. I know. <laughs> You know, I had it in my bag for a year and a half or whatever it was before I took it out for the first time. Um, and I was nervous about how every single person would see me uh, because, you know, whatever, they would see me that way. And uh, now I start doing using the flashlight. And the thing about the flashlight is I've seen a bunch of visually impaired people in the city mm-hmm. and I've never seen one of them with a flashlight. Oh. I've never seen any version of any story where a visually impaired person also carries a flashlight with them. And it's made a big difference for you. It's made a huge difference. Maybe you should just start handing flashlights out to all the blind people you run across. I might. Like, I have enough. Help you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we collect them and other people yeah. give them to us. Uh, you know, um, so it occurred to me, I was like, you know, not only like, you know, not only are people seeing me with the cane, but now they're seeing me with a flashlight and it's something that they probably have literally never seen before. Or yeah. maybe other people are doing it and I'm just not seeing it because <laughs> you're, I don't see it. You can't see it. <laughs> but, like, but to my knowledge, it's something that uh, isn't happening. So like I, I was sort of happy is maybe the wrong word, but proud of myself for not giving a shit. Yeah. You know, and yeah, just being like, ah, you know what? I can't see you all getting me weird anyway. So, <laughs> like, this is keeping me from being, like, more scared yeah. than I am. It's kind of like your philosophy on bugs. Hey, get get, uh, get some visual impairment. You won't, won't know they're there. Won't bother yeah. you at all. <laughs> and I think that's good. I think that's awesome. You shouldn't care what they think. You know what? You've got to yeah. be safe. And honestly, it might be mildly annoying to them or weird at worst, at you know, yeah. for them. Screw it. They'll they'll be fine the second they pass you. Yeah. And they're fine before that. They can take care of themselves. Right. And you need to take pictures of them because if anybody gives you a hard time, I'm going to beat them up. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's going to happen someday. I know it is. I'm going to get my butt kicked, but <laughs> it'll be in the name of your honor. Yeah. But I mean, think about, again, we've talked about this, but like think about the news story of like 
Like, let's say you did get your butt kicked. Yeah. I'd probably have to get involved, and I'd probably get my butt kicked, too. So, like, think about the backlash on the guy. Or girl. Who, or girl who beat up the blind guy and his wife. <laughs> right. You know, like that person's got to, like, move to someplace that doesn't get New York Times or whatever it is. <laughs> like, right. You know, yeah. I, I imagine that the backlash will be, real, depending on how you do it. Like... How I do but, uh, Depending on how you start the fight. Oh, right. Yeah. Like it has to be clear that like. They, they came at us. Yeah. They're yeah. the provoker of this whole situation. Right. Anyway. All right. Do you I, have anything else? Um, I don't think so. Um, oh, yeah. Well, no, there was one thing. Uh, we had spoken about it sort of independently, but we had gotten into a uh, like uh, a bit of a thing. Um, we were, we were doing a shoot together. We were doing a, a student film. A friend of ours was doing a student film and he had us in it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought this was worth sharing. Yeah. Uh, partially, uh, like it, it's something that had bothered both of us and we realized that we were both saving it for the podcast and we're like, we shouldn't do that. No, <laughs> no. Cause it was a few days. Well, in, in, in our defense, it was, it was a couple of days that we, we had let it go, but it's because we hadn't really seen each other. Yeah. Once we left that, that day, we were around people that yeah. whole day. And the next day I was gone most of the day. And then work and you had your other podcast and we didn't really get to talk until... Yeah. I think it was like four days later. Yeah. But um, uh, uh, the, the harder the relevant part for this particular podcast uh, is we were weaving... Uh, we were leaving the shoot at the end of the day, and it was, I, I want to say it was like 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, it was dark. Uh, yeah, and at that point, it had gone fully dark. And we were shooting in the Freedom Tower. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But that part of the city down there uh, is a lot less gritty than the rest of the city is. Uh, there's a lot more like random streets that go for... Oh, grid. Like, grid. Yeah, grid. Grid. Not grit. Yeah. Yeah. More or less grid-like. Yeah. Um so we were trying to find a bar that we kind of vaguely knew where it was. And to get there, we had to walk through the World Trade Center Memorial area. Right. Um, Which is well lit in sections, but in between the pools, they have these reflecting pools that have all the names of the people who who we lost at 9-11. Uh, 9/11. And um, in between, there's a bunch of trees. They're all, that part's very linear like there's nice straight lines of trees but they're yeah. not it's not well lit yeah. so and all the cement and everything that they use for the material is all one color and dark when there's no light on it so for you it ended up being a sea of darkness and i was my hands were full but i was also trying to guide you and get you through without you know hurting yourself right and i like i realized that i was being maybe testy during the whole thing because I was very overwhelmed by the experience that was happening. And and we were exhausted from the day because it was a long day. Yeah. And actually, it, this whole thing started getting there, which is the other part of it too. Right. Uh, and Joy was like, Joy was doing everything in her power to get us there like safely and quickly. It was just a lot. She was trying to pay attention to a lot of stuff. And I... Uh, was trying to n- to not lose my mind. Uh, so we uh, we eventually got there. We really didn't talk about it afterwards. 
but we did have a conversation a few days later and we were both a little like uh irked at each other or whatever you want to say um and the conclusion that we ultimately came to was uh correct me if i'm wrong uh at least as it relates again to this podcast Mm. was uh like she was annoyed because she felt like she was doing everything in her power to make this as like safe and fast and convenient of a situation for me as she possibly could um, driving herself crazy in the process. Um, and I had spent the entirety of the walk screaming in my head because I was scared and I didn't know anything that was going on around me. And the whole thing was, uh, I it was, again, it was one of the situations I just wanted to get out of because there were people walking in all different directions. There was no traffic patterns. There was no sense of where I was. And I didn't know when we were going to get there and it was cold and I was just, very unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, so my take on it was you don't realize that I'm screaming nonstop in my head. So my testiness is all I can do to keep from screaming out loud in general, <laughs> you know, uh, like that was me holding back the floodgates and not that I was mad at you. I was mad at the situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I guess the reason I wanted to share it is because I'm sure that like, that's an experience that I think a lot of couples in this situation will go through of frustration with each other. Like, um, you know, and the, the reality is like you were doing everything in your power to think of me and I selfishly was only really thinking of me <laughs> because well, I was trying to get through it, you know? No, I understand. I mean, because what started the day to add to this is that um, we had we had to meet at a, at a church. And then someone was supposed to come and get us and bring us to the Freedom Tower because there were a lot of there was a lot of construction going on and thought it would be easier. In reality, it was just easier to meet at the at the building, which is what we ended up doing after we were waiting for a while. And I was. Already nervous about the shoot. I know you were too, a little bit, because it's not something we normally do. And I was trying to take care of us and get us safely there and as quickly as possible for you. And at one point, when we were waiting for someone to get us, I, in my mind, was like, okay, I did everything I could get him to do here. And then you snapped at me, it felt like. Mm. So that that's the thing that I'm saying. So it's not just testing this generally, but... It feels like in my mind, I'm I'm thinking, okay, what can I do to make this as traumaless as possible for Dustin? And then Dustin has this sharp thing to say to me, and I take it as directed towards me. So your testiness is just from your own um, the terror that's going on in your brain, but I hear it as being directed towards me, like I haven't been doing a good enough job. Like why didn't you make it safer for me? Why didn't you make this better for me? Is what I'm hearing. And so I think it's just a matter of we're each in our own little um, mind, I guess. Mm. I don't know how to say this better, but, and we're not, and so because we're already sensitive to what's happening, we're taking each other differently than what we mean. Yeah. Does that sound right? It does. Because it's not, it's, and I said to you at one point, I was like, I don't think you appreciate how much I'm trying to make you, make it safe for you. And it's not that you have to stop every, every other step going, 
Thank you for holding my hand. Thank you for telling me to go left. I don't mean that. I don't even need you to thank me. I just feel like there are times when I'm doing my best and you get, it sounds like now that you get mad at the situation, but it sounds like it's coming at me, like you're mad at me and that I didn't come through for you. Right. And I wasn't at all. Like, I, I, I just sometimes in those situations, like, want to scream, I'm mad, but not at you. I'm mad at having to go through this. I'm mad at, like, the unnecessary increased difficulty of a particular thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I haven't figured out how to do that, like, um, <laughs> you know, like, basically, I have to create a situation where I was like, all right, I'm going to say a thing, but it has absolutely nothing to do with you, and there's nothing you could have done to prevent it. But this thing, <laughs> like... <laughs> this is making me really mad right now. Yeah, you know, um, like, yeah, that I have to have, like, 10, like, you know... Caveats. Uh, yeah, yeah, 10 qualifiers or caveats or whatever it is before I can, like, say that thing that I'm mad at. But usually, I'm in such a blind, like... Blind rage is the wrong word, but blind panic. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that uh, that I don't see that, you know, I just see that, like, I'm sure she's fine because she's in a normal world and I'm not in a normal world. So, you know. Right. No, I get that. And and, and it, it's, it turns out that especially in that situation, especially that day, I was not in my normal world. I was already stressed and I was already feeling a little bit resentful. There mm. are times it comes up that I'm a little resentful about taking care of you. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not that I don't want to, because I want to. And I think that what happens there, too, is that I may not be 100% aware that I'm starting to resent you a little bit, because I, I was so tired at that point and so trying to make it safe for you and nothing I could do would make it right. That that little bit in the back where I was like, I don't want to have to take care of him was a guilt. So when I when you said what you said, like, I'm mad at this thing, and I took it as towards me, it's because I had a little bit of guilt. It was like, I didn't, maybe I didn't do as well as I should have because I was starting to have that little bit of resentment. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. I'm not saying it as well as I like, but I think it comes up every once in a while, but not very often. Because I do really desperately want to take care of you and make everything better. I wish I could make everything better and like give you your sight back mm-hmm. to that point. But there are times where I'm tired too, and I'm wondering if I'm actually doing a good job. I think you're doing a great job, but I think there is like, there is a certain like, you know, weirdness that we've talked about, I think here before of like, in order for me to occasionally like let go of things that I can't do anymore, uh, or to like get help or ask for help, like there's a certain amount of just being like, okay, like, I'm going to let you do this. Like, I'm not, like, you've got this. And it almost makes you a, a tad bit childlike. You. Yeah, yeah me. Okay. Uh, so, like, I could totally see where in those situations, like, 95% of the time, you, one person, like, you could be like, yeah, no, that's, we talked about this. I agreed, like, I will handle these situations. Um, and the other 5% of the time just being like, you're a fucking adult. <laughs> Take care of your goddamn self. Like, you can do this. 
you know, and because I know that like I have a job where I got to do a bunch of crap that like I shouldn't be able to do. And I just power through it because I have to. And sometimes when I'm with you, it's like, can you just do this? Like, and I could see where 5% of the time you're just like, you know, fuck you. You can do it. <laughs> you're just not doing it. Like, um, and it's, it's a weird dance. <laughs> it is. And that, that is all true. I think the, the times that I remember being more frustrated with you are the times you don't actually let go where you're like, okay, fine, help me a little bit, but I'm not letting go entirely. And I'm wondering, and it's almost like we're fighting each other to get through whatever situation situation it is. Yeah. I think that actually sometimes I get a little bit more frustrated with you then. Okay. Then if you're like, just take it, just go ahead. Can you do this? Yes, yeah. I can do this. Then it's fine. Cause then I'm like, all right, I know what I need to do. But when you're only giving me a little bit, but I can still, again, I worry about you a little bit more than I need to sometimes. Cause when I say, Hey, did you see that? You're like, I got that. I got it. I got it. So what I'm trying to say is the times that you don't, that you still hold back a little bit and only let me help a little bit, or a little right. bit more frustrating because I'm like, no, I can just, it's just easier to let me do it. Just yeah. let me do it. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm aware that part of like when I reference the like being a child part, like I'm, I'm confident or I'm aware that like there's that like five-year-old mindset that you can get in where you're like, help me. I can do it. <laughs> you know, like I'm a big boy. I can do this thing. Like, but also can you feed me? Like, <laughs> you know, which you don't do. But um, not yet because I can. <laughs> I know where my mouth is. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I like, and that's also a very delicate dance. Yeah. Of like, I need your help, but like, I see that mailbox. I'm not gonna walk into it. And you're being like, you're gonna walk into the mailbox. It's like, no, I can, I, I, I can it. see that mailbox. And you're like, yeah, but you can't see the fire hydrant. Like, you know. Um, and then I almost walked into the fire hydrant. I was like, oh, thank you for saving me. But, like, you didn't need to save me from the mailbox. Like, <laughs> uh, like how would you know? Like, right. you wouldn't. But at the same time, like, you, I want to assert my independence. And you should. every Because especially if you feel like you're losing it, you want to assert it as much as you can. Yeah. I just think, I think the most important thing is that we keep talking about it. And we're get, when you know that we're going to get short with each other, obviously, we're two humans. Two humans that don't have a disability between them. Ha- get short with each other. So I think that as long as we keep talking and going, hey, I know that I stabbed at you about five minutes ago and I'm sorry about that. This is what was going on in my head. Or I know to ask you or mm. you know to ask me or whatever it is, whichever way it goes, as long as we keep talking. Because those four days that we didn't talk about this, yeah, were awful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even know what my marriage is anymore. We're not talking. Because we were usually so good about it. Yeah. Whether or not it's on this podcast or, you know, in the living room, like not having that communication with you, oh man, that sucked. I think I'm going to get business cards that say, this has nothing to do with you. It's the situation. (laughs) And just hand them to me? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. All right. Actually, it's not a bad idea. Because then you don't even have to, you don't have to use words. You just hand it over. You're like, or you you can, excuse me, you can have it like, in the window part of your wallet and you can just flash it at me like yeah. a badge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. Right. The danger of that would be like, if I didn't give you the card, if I forgot to give you the card, it'd be like, well, clearly. Like, this is about me yeah. and you're not happy with me. Because you didn't. We're going to have got, some words. Because you got 500 of those cards that you got from Vistaprint <laughs> and that's not a promotion <laughs> for them, but they are like $9. Yeah, they're really cheap. 
<laughs> and they're a nice quality. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's about it for yeah. this week. Do you have anything that you would like to talk about? No, no, I, we talked about everything, I think. Okay. Well, then thank you all for listening. Thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.